Hey everybody, this is Stan Wangland, and if you're hearing the sound of my voice, you've arrived at my podcast called Right Now with Stan Wangland. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, as I told you on the last show, uh, these um, past few weeks, and probably for the next couple of weeks, the shows will be kind of erratic. Uh, you know, due to all the things that are happening uh, with coronavirus and, uh, you know, just all the things in the world with people needing money, jobs, all kinds of stuff is evolving very rapidly. And people are, you know, biting their fingernails over the election uh, that's coming up uh, on November 3rd on Election Day and, and all the things that surround that. Uh, it certainly has been a, a record voting and voter suppression and every kind of activity that you can imagine. That has been super saturated on the news and conversations. If people aren't arguing about politics, it's religion. If they're not arguing about religion and you know their personal freedoms, it's about uh, you know economics. If it's not about economics, it's about uh, the COVID virus and the approaches to use. It's like people are embroiled in uh, a never-ending uh, stream of uh, divisiveness and, uh, and non-shared reality on many issues. It's not about having a difference of opinion, in my opinion. <laughs> it's about really a, a different set of reality testing right now. And I really think that'll change over time one way or the other. But one of the things that I saw, and my wife mentioned to me uh, yesterday, that I thought I'd do a show on because it's of concern to me. And yes, it does have to do with politics and uh, the way that things are uh, proceeding in our country. And uh, I alluded to some of this the other day in a show. But something to, to put people in a reality check on. And, and the incident that she reported to me, which I thought she you know, might have been misquoting or it might have been some other type of van or bus or something else, but she was saying, wow, these Trump supporters, they surrounded, uh, you know, a, a, a Biden-Harris bus on the interstate. And there was a big problem with that. And, uh, you know, they had to call off the event. Excuse me. So often, so on and so forth. And I said, oh, wow, that's that couldn't have been like the bus that Joe Biden was on or Kamala Harris, because there's, you know, the Secret Service are involved and, and a bunch of other things. So I couldn't possibly foresee that happening. And I said, it's probably some small kind of a thing. And you know how the news sometimes, you know, these things on Facebook or whatever. And, and I just don't, I listen to an awful lot of news, but I don't uh, obsess on it. I, there's, I have, there's many, many ways that I can get lots of news, uh, you know, accurate news, um, you know, in a hurry. And uh, like I said, you know, I might have missed that story. I was actually watching a lot of entertainment uh, yesterday to keep myself in good spirits. And, you know, you got to balance this kind of stuff in life. You don't want to, like, obsess on it, uh, you know, continuously. But I did see that uh, article. And, yeah, there he wasn't with Joe Biden on it, to the best of my knowledge. It, but it was like an official bus that was out there and was surrounded and so on and so forth. And uh, I saw a person talking online about the bullying involved and everything else. And the president thought it was funny, uh, you know, one of his rallies, because he's, he's right down to the wire. This is what he loves, doing this crazy stuff and, you know, antagonizing and double downing and, you know, all these big battles that he has when, you know, there's nothing, he, his face isn't in the ring where anybody's going to beat him up or freeze him or do anything. He's got all the secret service protections and the government and his cronies and, everything else. So he's, he's never at any risk with anything, you know, really like you or I would be or, or any other person. 
But it dawned on me uh, to do a show today to, to remind people, I, I, you know, pair this piece of news with this um, uh, other thing from Walmart saying that, uh, you know, that they're not going to sell guns, and, which I think is a very smart thing to do. You don't want to incite people to do anything, but you've got all this bullshit now, and I have to use that term. I try and, you know, keep the bad language to a minimum here, but, you know, people poll watching in certain states while they have, uh, you know, the right to, uh, it's the right to carry things where they've got an upside down assault weapon and, you know, some crazy thing that says security on a pair of camouflaged, uh, you know, fatigues or something like that. And they're there to ensure that, you know, Antifas or some other, you know, thing isn't happening there or whatever. And maybe there's other groups doing that, but these, you know, militia groups and other people. You know, in my experience uh, in growing up in Brooklyn, uh, New York, and the city and everything else like that, and as I've gone through life, I have to go Brooklyn on this, and I, I'm going to forget for being a psychologist for a second here. You find people like this all the time, and they're sparkies. Uh, that, that's what, you know, we call them. You say, is that guy a, a darn sparky? You know, somebody who used to like to hang around the firehouse or hang out with uh, firefighters or police um, you, you know, or, uh, you know, around military bases, maybe, you know, there's, there's some place where special forces people or some exotic group of military people hang out and you get these, you know, hangers on these play actors. You've actually got people now who, uh, pretend that they're, um, uh, military members and they get publicly shamed by other people who kind of seek them out. You know, they're wearing all kinds of medals and pretending they're wounded or other things like that, uh, because military people keep getting this stuff. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. So these are people for uh, for whatever reasons, uh, you know, maybe they think they're being patriotic or whatever, but uh, basically they're scared shitless, uh, you know, that their way of life, their belief system, uh, you know, uh, they, they like playing this game. Uh, and, uh, you know, they've got the sparky Barney Fife from Mayberry, you know, we can only give them one bullet. Uh, they have this mentality. They're loaded for bear. They've got bug out places. They've got all kinds of weapons and everything else. And, and people start hearing footsteps with this crap and thinking that these people are going to start rampaging through the streets, like, you know, uh, some of the riots that you've seen. They're going to start rounding people up, and this is Argentina or Chile in 1974, where Pinochet is, you know, rounding up all the political dissidents and we're going to be executed. Uh, well, it sure seems that way sometimes when you see this, but uh, I, I beg to differ with people. I, you know, American people, like all people in the world, are pretty damn stupid. Uh, and as I, I like this quote because it's true. Uh, as Winston Churchill say, Americans will always do the right thing once they've tried everything else. Uh, and we'll do that. But the vast majority of people that I know, whether they be Trump supporters or whatever, no, they're not going to go for that kind of crap now. Uh, they may like it in the, you know, some part in their mind to see some, you know, liberal get the shit beat out of them or scared, but they're not looking to see a, a military overthrow of the country. I don't think they'd want that. And, and I think, I don't think the best of people in many ways. I think when you uh, let them to their own devices many times, human beings will do perfectly awful things. Uh, you know, the worst of their qualities will come out as well as the best uh, if you create that kind of an environment. But here's my premise with these militia groups and don't sell guns and don't do this and this crazy notion that I mentioned the other day that 
you know, with this election, uh, you know, if Trump feels that it's too close, Trump is going to, hey, Trump doesn't decide those things. We have election laws, not President Trump, no matter all the kind of crazy shit that he's done. And if people are crazy enough to go along with that, at some point in time, everybody's going to be held accountable has been breaking the law here. They are whether it be President Trump or whatever. And yeah, when you start breaking those laws, they're going to be held accountable. And I think there's lots of people in the government that whether they be Republicans or not in the military, they, people better watch out with this crazy idea that they're going to, you know, there's going to be rioting in the streets and there's going to be a military. No, there isn't. And if it starts, again, here's the premise of the show. The wrong people are worrying. You know, my father was a very wise man, and I can never forget early on in my career, I had some, you know, from school bills and different things, and I had gotten laid off for a few weeks, and uh, I was kind of short on money, and I said, wow, uh, I said, uh, you know, uh, I'm really worried about uh, how I'm going to pay my bills, and my father said, well, you're a responsible guy, you're going to pay your bills, but if you can't, uh, don't get yourself worried sick. He says that when you when you borrow money or you owe money to people, you get two. You know, the two. You know, people are worrying, and if there's two people worrying, there's one too many. And I said, "What do you mean?" And my father's as honest as the day is long. He says, "The one who's got to worry is the person that you owe the money to, not you." And I said, wow, that's you know, the bottom line. That's really true. I mean, you know, my credit might be affected, or somebody might call a bill collector, but they're not going to put me in debtor's prison, you know. And of course I paid the money back because that's the right thing to do. But it certainly eased my mind and it put things into perspective. And I would like to use that same analogy here to comfort some people there. No, I wouldn't comfort people and say this is a wonderful, I've never seen voter suppression like this in my life except when I was a little boy and observed things on the television in 1950 and 1960 and 1970. Things like that where you would see that in the Deep South against, my, you know, with minorities in the country and uh, anti-integration things. And I, I saw that all on the news live as it was happening. Uh, all those kinds of things. So yeah, there's some bad stuff going down. But the wrong people then were worrying people and the wrong people now are worrying. The people who had a worry back in the 60s were the George Wallaces and the Lester Maddoxes and the Strom Thurmonds and all the other people like that who sat there with axe handles and wouldn't let people in, you know, forget about it. Uh, watch the movie Mississippi Burning and you'll get an idea. Eventually, the government unleashed the FBI and everything else and all the forces that are available, us, available to us that were not being unleashed to do the right thing. And the government wasn't all pro-blacks uh, and, and stuff like that, whether it be Johnson or, or uh, you know, Bobby Kennedy or uh, President Kennedy. They were always telling black people, yeah, we're on your side, but we, want you, you, we need you to wait for a while. You, 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 these demands may be too many. This might be a little too much. Well, and that was because of all the Southern Democrats at the time, you know, who are now called Republicans down there. Everything has shifted completely. So this isn't anything new, but there's so many people out there who don't recall history, who don't read, who don't know anything about any of these things. You think that you're seeing something for the first time. This also happened during World War I, when people wanted to be isolationists and stay out of World War I, and right before World War II. 
there were huge rallies in Madison Square Garden uh, by people who were the fifth column. They were kind of neo-Nazis. They felt very aligned to Germany. They wanted those, those dirty Jews in Europe, those communists. They were happy to see those things that were, were happening to those people that they were getting their asses booted out of places in Europe. That's the way the world functions. But ultimately, the wrong people were worried. Because all these people doing these things not only got held accountable, they all wound up like Hitler did, shooting himself in the head, or people were arrested uh, after the war, or in the, uh, in the South, uh, they try as they might with everything else like that. You know, things were reversed, and things were changed, and things were held accountable. Not as much as they should be, but in many areas. And that's happened, you know, with business, that's happened with other things. People can get away with an awful lot of crap for a long time, and then eventually the pendulum swings the other way. People have enough of it. People have enough of it. And I would suggest to people that you start thinking clearly, that when you see a bus surrounded by people, what the hell is this? Uh, you know, from the movie In the Heat of the Night when some rednecks are chasing Virgil Tibbs and they're going to surround him on, you know, in a country road or the interstate. This is America, the 20, you know, 2021, man. Excuse me, 2020, heading into 2021. Are you crazy? Who would put up with that? That's why we have a police force, not to shoot somebody to death because their signal light is out, but when people are, you know, trying to drive people off the interstate or surrounding them, uh, what are you, crazy? You're holding people hostage. That isn't bullying. That's against the law. Have the cops, have the state police take care of that. And if that doesn't work, that's what the National Guard is for, or I believe in New York State. I didn't even know we had a state guard in addition to a National Guard. That's what those things are for. That's what auxiliary police forces are for. And if it came down to it, that's what the federal government is for, for, you know, for saying, hey, man, there's martial law. People are lawless. You have a right to carry in a state where you can carry. Fine. Well, there should be some provisos that you can't be doing that shit. And take, what, pretending you're taking over the state capitol? Or all of a sudden some maniac tells you that you're going to be a poll watcher with an AR-15? That's not intimidation? Come on. Attorney generals and states should take care of that. And if there's open carry laws or things that there are loopholes, then after this election, they should be dealt with uh, intelligently. And there must be other loopholes for law enforcement uh, people where that's not legal to do if people are intimidating or whatever. Or for the federal government to say, hey, that's a violation of somebody's rights under, you know, whatever. They've done that before in states, uh, you know, in the 60s where they were having voter suppression against black people. So you can't do that. You can't do that for whatever the hell that is, you know, if it's a left-wing group doing that stuff or a right-wing group or any kind of group of people. These smaller groups of people that get this violent fringe or, you know, want to take over or they think you're going to suppress your vote or violate your rights, that stuff went out with sailing ships in my mind. And we have to start thinking clearly. Those are the people who should worry, and clearly they are worried, and that's why they're pulling those stunts. So, yeah, you know, people better remember there's more people in this country who at least have some feelings towards democracy than those who don't. 
and for every gun-toting nut that's out there that wants to, you know, be dressed up like their, uh, you know, Steven Seagal in, uh, you know, some kind of a war movie, uh, you know, or, or, or ninja kind of a thing, there's a whole shitload of other responsible gun owners who, yeah, protect their homes and businesses and know how to use those things. I know because I happen to be one of them. So if there's a, a marauding bunch of militia people coming down the uh, the road there, yeah, I know my rights also, and I'm not looking to kill anybody or stuff anymore. But I, nobody's busting through my doors into my house. And let me tell you something, I'm 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 Winnie the Pooh compared to some of the other characters that I know in my neighborhood, and they're from all parts of the political spectrum, including some people who were downright anarchists or, or libertarians. They they want no government or a militia group or any other start or any other kind of interaction from anybody. So all of that kind of uh, bravado and testosterone kind of talk aside that I'm even engaging in, silly stuff. We have all the legal methods. We have all the stuff. If we can go over and invade Afghanistan or Iraq or anything else like that, I don't see why we're worried about militias or the transfer of power and all that nonsense. And the last thing is, I mentioned it on another show, all this worrying about you have to have a certain level of electability so that Trump doesn't do this or that, that's bullshit and that's bogus. Of course there's limits where you could have a recount. But that's not up to the, the incumbent party or somebody else just to say, hey, look, uh, I just changed the rules. Democrats don't have to win by 6% and Republicans by uh, if they get a legitimate majority. That's nuts. You don't have two sets of standards for uh, for the election procedures. So we got to put our thinking caps on uh, and our critical thinking caps on and our reality testing caps and start setting some appropriate limits with people. Because as this election draws to uh, a head here, I'm starting to see the signs already, whether it's either the people, some people want to keep the polarization going full time, and I do not. And other people want to start doing this this stuff and saying, hey, look, you know, when this is all over, let's kiss and make up. Well, I always think that's a good idea to uh, forgive people uh, or if you've had disagreements. Uh, I shouldn't use the word forgive to say, hey, yeah, it's politics. But in some of these cases, this stuff hasn't been politics. This has been illegal, law-breaking, treasonous, awful behavior. And, uh, well, I don't think we need to be the judge and jury on people and sitting there and creating division in the country. We should definitely treat all Americans the same, whether they be Trump supporters or other people. Those people who've gone to excess and gone into the law-breaking areas, those people have gone into the voter suppression areas, those people who have violated the uh, Emoluments Acts and things like that, on any side, of the aisle, those people who you know who've clearly broken the law or the spirit of their their jobs or esteemed positions of election, those people should be held accountable by the standards that we have available to us right now. Yeah, and uh, yeah, should they change? Should people redeem themselves, or should people have a reason that we we didn't know? Yeah, then fine. Uh, I, I'm just saying we should not forget in certain instances. And if you think I'm being too harsh, I would be expected to be judged by the same standards. It would be like if you were a simple soldier in Germany during World War II where you were drafted. You're German. You live in Germany. Hey, man, the guy, you, you, you didn't feel that you could disobey 
and do something, but you weren't a member of a German death squad. You didn't work in a concentration camp. You were a member of the Wehrmacht, the German army, the regular soldiers. Yeah, what choice did you have? Yeah, well, that was your country, this was ours. I get it. But now if you're a member of the SS, you know, that's a, you know, you, you volunteered. You had the tattoo under your armpit. You had the death set. You had to do all these other times, you know? If you were members of other things, yeah, you, you, what do you think? People are just going to forget that? And we have had some people who have done that. They put this country on the brink of disaster, actually in disaster. So the wrong people are worrying, and everybody eventually gets held accountable. And, uh, you know, we could go there with uh, economics. We could go there with politics on the left and right and education, you know, with the kind of nonsense that we have religion. We could have a great conversation on that, and maybe we will. It's not to punish anybody but it's to start making things better. And the way you make things better is to tell the truth and set some healthy limits with people. That's what we need. That's what I'm proposing on this show. So again, the wrong darn people are worried. Let's not worry. Let's, whatever happens, we'll deal with it. And that's it for right now. November 1st, 2020. Let's see what happens. Get out there and vote no matter who you want to vote for. You know, uh, just do the right thing. And you know what that is. All right. Bye-bye. See you next time. This show was written, produced, hosted, and directed by Stan Wengland. Thanks for listening.